best internet radio station in the world. Tomato Podcast. Podcast. Yo. Wow, that was a bit loud. All right, let me put my tea down for a sec. I got a couple guests waiting in the waiting room. So let's um. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. Before we uh, admit them in, got one more coming in. Man said he got the link. All right. Cool, cool. Was can you hear us? Please yeah, say you can hear us. Yeah, I can hear you clearly. Oh, thank God. All right. We're ready to go. This was. What's going on? How you been? I'm alright, man. How you been? Rah, you lot are going to introduce yourselves like this on my podcast. Sorry, sorry. Been a while, been a while. Brothers, can we have the quorum, please, yeah? (sighs) Whilst I, you know, get this this shit on the road. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. Technical issues have been sorted out, and I'm joined here today with uh, three amazing guests. You know what? This is unprecedented. Let me tell you why. Because never in the history of this show have we had three guests on one episode. Wow. We have come a long way. I must say, not even just three average Joes, yeah? I'm not talking about friends and families here. I'm talking about people who actually have platforms. Do you know what that means? That means we're going to get more listeners by default because these men have a lot of followers. So please, at the end of this episode, give us a cheeky little plug. Tell your followers to have a listen because we're trying to make it. We're trying to get somewhere. You know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tomato Podcast episode um, 49. Wow, we are one away from half a century. And I remember this time last year, having a conversation with, our, with my co-host saying, wow, guys, we're like a few episodes away from half a century. And then we stopped. But here we are. Um, so the, the, the journey continues. And um, I'm going to introduce our guests because, you know, I'm really excited about this episode. I, d- I couldn't really have a good night's sleep last night because I knew I had to be up at 10 a.m. No, 9, 9 a.m. And um, an early start for me since lockdown has been a little bit iffy. So, um, yeah, so I've got... Um, uh, Man like Was, a filmmaker um, in the scene, and I've got Blitz as well, Bengali Blitz, who is a comedian and an influencer um, on social media, and I've got Lubna as well, ex-apprentice participant and a businesswoman as well. Guys, what's going on? Yo, yo, yo! Don't all speak at once. That was sarcasm. You can. <laughs> Bro, I think your head's cut off from the uh, camera, by the way. Yeah, it is. Do you know why? Because I'm basically um, recording in my car because that's where I get the best audio quality. Okay. And yeah, so, and my laptop can only go up so much. Oh, fair enough. That makes sense. Yeah, if you do it, I'll I'll try and like, but that is a bit weird. So, um, Lubna, I think you've uh, muted yourself. You can unmute yourself by all means. Yeah, I have muted myself. Um. Yeah. That's all right. (laughs) How are you doing? How's it going? Sorry? How's it going? Yes, it's going good now that we've sorted the technical issues. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lubna, do you know what, yeah? When you first joined The Apprentice, the first thing I noticed about you is you have my name, but it is your surname. And I've never seen that in my life. That's wicked. How did that come Um, Well, that's my husband's first name. So it is quite strange that I've taken his first name as... But it's quite common in Asian culture, or Pakistani culture anyway, that you take your husband's first name as as your surname. But it's weird because my children have his surname, but I have his first name. So when we go 
on holidays, like everyone's passport is <laughs> different. That is mad. So the mm-hmm. person checking your passports are probably looking at you like, rah, walk one. That's crazy. Yeah, um, in hindsight, I'm not sure that was a good idea, but um, I may think of changing, changing it. In- to be honest, a lot of people can't even pronounce it because they just say Farhan. Yeah, no so one can. No one can. I remember my teachers, every supply teacher would pronounce it differently. There was Farhan, there was Farhan, there was Fahan, there was this, that and the other. Anyways, hmm. um, yeah, really cool name. Um, Blitz, what's going on, man? You tell me, man, up early morning. I know, man, I got you up at the crack of the dawn. What can I say? You got to wake up to catch that, um, what's the saying? Early bird catches the worm, something like yeah. that. How's, how how you been, man? How's lockdown treated you? Been treated? Um, uh, yeah, I've been I've been well. I've been keeping busy, mm. Mm. eating lots. And yeah, as you do, as you do, as you do. Right? As you do. And I know you've got a takeaway as well. Um, how long have you yeah, had that? Yeah, I've been, sorry, uh, that's been going on for about eight months. Okay, so fairly new. Seven eight months. Yeah, it's fairly new. How's that going so far? It must yeah, be really weird. Right going now. all right. Sorry. I said it must be a really weird time for you right now. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's going okay. Going well, I imagine as a takeaway, you'd be sort of racking in a little bit more business. Or uh, am I completely all, wrong? All praise to the one above, man. Yeah, trust me. All praise to the one above. Where's your takeaway? What's it called? Uh, it's called Zizu Express. It's in my little town. I live in Northampton, shit. I live in a little town. Mm. No, I'm familiar with that, uh, with Northampton. Is it Northampton or Northampton? Like, what's the difference? Northampton, Northampton. Yeah, yeah. The, the town's called Wellingborough. Okay. See, yeah. I know Northampton because I have a few um, relatives up there. Well, I say they're relatives. They're not really relatives. They just live in the same village as us. So yeah, we, that, that's basically a relative. Yeah, yeah, we we in, call them relatives. Bengali culture, yeah. yeah. You know about that. Um, Wes, are you uh, Bengali or Pakistani? Because I'm not actually too sure. This is the problem, man. I'm Bengali, 100% Bengali. I'm proud to be Bengali, man. Okay. Everyone thinks I'm Pakistani because of the name. So yes, that's what it was. That's, that's where exactly the problem is. Was. Yeah, no, of course not. I'm, um, I'm afraid you're, you're you're on your own here representing. I was gonna say the why is that problem being Pakistani? <laughs> no, I join the wrong podcast. Nah, there's <laughs> nothing wrong, nothing wrong with being Pakistani. Absolutely, but where I'm like you know I come from a strong Bengali family mm. and a strong you know and I'm proud to be where I'm from, where my village is back home. I'm proud of it. Back, I'm proud of my heritage and everything my heritage stands for. So that's why. You know what? It's, it's funny because when people see me, lots of people think I look Bengali. You do. I thought you were Bengali at first. I thought you were Pakistani straight away from the apprentice. So I, <laughs> I, knew she, I thought, you know, uh, who was the other Asian girl with you? Aisha. I thought she was Bengali. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell if she was Bengali or not. So, oh yeah. But yeah, she's, so. she's, a, she's a very um, in the, she's, she's very She's a niche Asian Like you wouldn't find Any, any Asian like her, like her I don't think What do you mean? Like she's very different Like what? Like she's <laughs> I feel like she's very Her personality is very Does anyone watch Harry Potter? Yeah I watched the first one And then it got a bit long After that so and Did oh. anybody watch After like uh, Sorry uh, The third movie? The movie yeah before? Anyone yeah. know Luna Lovegood is? Yeah 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 Bruv, she's a spitting image of like, Luna Gov- Lovegood. No, I wouldn't say that. No, In no, terms no. of personality-wise, personally... Luna Lovegood is like... Like, she's mad weird and, like, unpredictable. I wouldn't yeah, say Yeah, but that. one man's weird is another man's sort of... So, yeah. I don't know. Not, not normal, but... Like, I would consider myself as, quote-unquote, weird. But that's because maybe yeah. I'm just not 
No more. You know, that's that's mad. I didn't expect my introduction to be about Harry Potter. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's what it is, man. This podcast, you find everything. Yeah, so uh, I should really introduce to you guys what this is about. Some of you might not know. So we are the Tomato Podcast, and basically what we do is we talk, we discuss weekly trending uh, news in the entertainment industry or things that matter most within our communities. And the whole purpose why we um, created the Tomorrow Podcast is because we believe the mainstream media don't have voices that represent our community. So this is a platform that allows uh, our listeners to hear news from a different voice or from a different perspective. Um, and so what we do when we bring in our guests, rather than spend an hour, an hour and a half interviewing them, learning about them, we want to know their opinions on certain uh, topics that have been happening during this week. So this this week will be really really interesting to discuss because so much has happened last week we had uh, a black lives matter special with two black individuals and that was a very very interesting topic a uh, very interesting episode controversial a uh, little bit heated you know it was yeah it was it was all of that so today you know last week i didn't say anything i mean i have the biggest mouth especially on this platform i love to hear the sound of my own voice but last week i was there just like nah I am not going to say anything. I'm just going to listen and learn. And I learned a lot. Um, there were many things that I agreed with, many things I didn't agree with. And hopefully we can build on that discussion and we can take it from there. Um, so are, are you guys, have we guys, do you think we've broken the ice a little bit? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'd say yeah. Like you guys, I don't know, do you guys, are you, are you okay to move on? Yes, the ice has been melted. The, yeah, perfect. Okay, good. Blitz, <laughs> you all right? I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank you. Okay. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. So, um, my, my co-hosts aren't with me again this week. This is the third week in a row. Guys, really fix up. Um, so, but um, my co-host, our co-host, Pfizer, has um, given us a list of things to discuss. Well, we had the list of things to discuss. She's just ordered it the right way around. So, I'm going to honor that and try and follow that um, to give us a bit of structure. And we'll start off with a bit of technology news that we've uh, we, we heard this this week um i don't know Lubna, are you a massive playstation fan do you play games consoles maybe your children your husband uh no i have a life outside of um <laughs> i hey, have a life uh, that's mad i've got two things to do <laughs> i've got two things who do you think i am sitting there gaming <laughs> oh come on man you can't shit on playstation Especially what, especially after what they released this week. What do we think, boys? Are you, are you guys um PlayStation fans or Xbox fans? Uh, PlayStation, bro. I'm a PlayStation guy. Okay, sweet. Okay, we can have a discussion then. Perfect. So PlayStation released their new um design. They launched their PlayStation, the PlayStation Five, um earlier this week, a couple of days ago. I watched the full launch from minute one to minute sixty-eight, whatever it was, and I must say. Um, I was a little bit disappointed, if I'm being honest with you, because um, I think the PS4 came out when, 2013, something like that. So it's been about seven, eight years mm. since since um, the, the PS4 was launched. And I expected a little bit more. Do you guys think, yeah, that um, we're, we're, we're now moving into the future of gaming? Because I think we're, we've moved on, but we're going to be moving on ever so slightly there hasn't been a real revolution in the technology in the gaming industry what do you guys think let's you want to go first yeah no i understand what you're saying but i think it's all it's all the cell technique isn't it so basically what they'll do is 
um, upgrade. Like the Xbox, for example, has got a better, I think, got a better CPU than the PlayStation. But I think they'll just slightly increase it every six, seven years and just make it better and better. So then people would want to buy it again. I think if they revolutionize it or make it, uh, what do you call it, as good as they can, then probably they probably can't advance in the next few years. So maybe they're just doing it as a sell technique. I think they could have done it better. But it's just like Apple, isn't it? I'm sure. These men are moving like, uh, these men are moving like um, Apple. It's like the same. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're moving like Apple, but it happens, you know. Yeah, it's mad because um, the way that I saw it, I thought we were going to get something completely out of this world. A control pad that was going to have like um, a screen on it. You know that little... Uh, the hologram. Thing. Yeah, the hologram. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like uh, a screen where you could like interactively do stuff like in college, for instance, you could just change your weapons on there, whatever, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I feel like we've got, we've basically got the same design, a few little tweaks here and there and uh, massive inflation in price. What do you think, Wes? Um, bro, I think, yeah, if you talk about are they moving like Apple, I'll be real with you. They have, every, they can, and they have every right to, because you got to think of it like this year. When the PS2 came out, like, it was crazy. Like, everyone was like, whoa, this is so much better than PlayStation yeah. 1, whatever, yeah. so and so. And then when it came to the PS3, they stumbled because Xbox 360 was way better. Xbox yeah. 360 was way better. But then when they brought out the PS4 compared to the Xbox One, they changed the game. They completely changed. Everything was better. Like literally down to the T, everything was better. So mm-hmm. now l- let's be real. All the real gamers are either on their PC or they're mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. Not many people are with the Xbox right now anymore. But, you know what I'm saying? So I think they can, they have every right to, and they will mm-hmm. bro. So, um, but I didn't watch it from, from, you know, like, like you, I didn't watch it from, yeah, yeah. Off. I just saw glimpses how much it is because I didn't have time. I was at work. So I was, even like today, later on, I've got work today as well. When I got a chance to, maybe I'll see it again. Let me re- watch the highlights, recap on the key things and see, see what it's saying. But for me personally, I'll be real with you. I'm at that point. It's like, if an iPhone comes out, I'll buy an iPhone. If a PlayStation comes out, I'll always buy a PlayStation. Mm. I don't think I'll ever buy I've only bought Xbox once and I regretted it. And then I went straight to book, yeah, buy trust. my PS3. 360, you bought 360? Yeah, I bought the, free, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought the 360 Elite yeah. and none of my mates were, were had the Xbox, they all had PS3. And then I moved yard, like literally five, six months later, I moved houses, moved over to Essex and then all my new friends are on Xbox instead of... Wait, what part of Essex are you yeah. living in? I'm not going to bait that out, bro. All right, cool. Because yeah. I'm basically yeah. in, um, in Essex myself. I, I'll message you... Year. I'll message you in it though. I'll oh, cool. Say that, say that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but yeah, for me personally, yeah. I don't think I'll ever buy Xbox again. I'll always be buying PlayStation unless Sony go bankrupt. So yeah, yeah. for real, for real. So um, Lubna, as a, as a businesswoman, um, you have a, a good idea as to how you would want to maybe market the PlayStation uh, 5. Um, I don't know if you've read anything about it or seen the launch or anything, but um no, so my husband's into all this technical okay. stuff, so I always mm-hmm. go to him for any technical questions. But look, they're a business, um, and I'm sure a lot of advanced technology they've already got, but as a business, you're not going to release everything in one um, go. It's like mm-hmm. mobile phones. They've got all the technology, but they're kind of competing against each other, mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that they've got something new to give in a new version each time that they release something. So it gives people an incentive to buy the newer version. Mm-hmm. So your old version could be working completely fine, um, okay. PS4, whatever. But if it's not going to, if the next version isn't going to have anything worth buying 
um, the new version for that. Why would you want to bother? So I think they need to make it obviously give an incentive to people to buy, but they're not, they've already got a lot of the advanced technology and they're not going to, like a lot of this that you mentioned, the issue, oh, I was expecting this and that. I'm sure in, in later versions, they're mm. going to have all those things, but they're not going to have everything all in one go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've never been into games, to be fair, uh, mm. although I'd love to have them. They've always been too expensive and I've never had the time. But I think this is more of a, mm. I mean, I don't want to um, say that females don't play games, but it's more mm. of a, like a masculine Yeah, Steam does that, isn't it? Um, Let me ask you a question. If you were to, let's say, what what three things would the PS4, would the PS5 need to have for you to want to play it? I'm going to ask all of you guys, but Lubna, why don't you guys start it off? What three things it needs to have? Yeah, what three things would it need to have for you in order for you to want to buy it? I would say it's a tough question because it's more of a lifestyle choice. Like even if for me, the price is a really big factor. Yeah. Um, I find all these games and everything too expensive. Like to, you need to buy the PS4 and then you need to buy games. I just don't, me personally, I'm probably not the right person to ask because I just, I don't have the time to like sort of play games. Um, but for me, I think the, the price would be a really big um, factor. Um, and I'm not really concerned about anything else really. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm probably not a good person to ask. I'm not really into games. Okay, Blitz. I'm, I'm not the target customer at all. <laughs> Let's just <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> One day, I hope your husband gets gets you into it. It's mad. It's like, um, especially the graphics. Oh my days. When I saw Gran Turismo, my mind was blown away. No, but then I saw Ratchet and Clank. Oh my days. Bruv, I've never been more excited to see a game in my life. Ratchet and Clank looks like the waviest thing in this universe. Incredible. Blitz, I don't I don't want to rock yeah. the waters, but I'm sorry to say I've never understood why grown men still play games. I get why kids play it. <laughs> why grown men are still interested in playing games. Please. I just don't uh, get it. How I'm, do you you guys still have the time? I mean <laughs> nah, well, please. I don't have much time these days, but when I'm thinking about when I used to play a lot, then yeah. yeah. I'll explain because I'm a grown man that still plays games now. Obviously. Yeah. Where you've had a long day and you come home. Everyone has their vices, do you know what I'm saying? Whether it's, uh, you know, some someone's vice might be drinking, someone's vice might be smoking shisha, and I thought mm. I wouldn't understand how a grown man or a family would be, you know, like, why would he go out drinking with his boys or whatever? Mm. Why would he be out at a shisha lounge? You've got to question these things. When someone's at home playing a game, it's their vice, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I come home, play NBA, play FIFA, play mm. GTA. It's a mind of things. It's a stress relief, and I enjoy it, and... I'm not even a liar. Like when I back in the day, when I was obviously when I was young, I probably played it way more than I do now. But when I got the chance to play it, you know, a grown man playing games, well, it's mm. my vice, isn't it? I enjoy it, and it's like you take yourself out of the real world. Like when you're in NBA, like fam, I've never been an NBA star, but I love the fact that I'm winning NBA championship rings. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so it's not- basically a stress relief. I guess it depends yeah. on how. I guess it depends on obviously whether you've got other commitments like yeah, a family and, and how long you're spending on it. Like some people go crazy, like 12 hours. Mm. So if, if they're like on it for 12 hours and not giving the family or kids and, and wife time. I don't think they're ever, they're, no one's ever going to do that. I think because um, obviously that's Trust the me, there are some people who do that. <laughs> but obviously, I'm, I don't know people who actually do that. So obviously I, I can't speak for that, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. I think, look, for example, yeah. Like, I wish my dad would pick up a PS4 controller and play FIFA with me like he used oh, trust to. Me, I've tried you know what I'm saying? Like, but he, he just can't do that anymore. So there will come a point where men will probably stop playing games. But I'll be real. 
until my until I stop until I get off writers, so I'm not stopping. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so you're a proper like gamer. No, not a proper. Pro- I think Farhan's probably a proper gamer than that. more no, more of a gamer than I am. Not even. Do you know I just is? play FIFA, yeah. NBA, and GTA. That's all I need. I don't even play COD. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, neither. I didn't play COD. I'll tell you something, um, Lubna. This is my. This is what I think um, is the main reason people play PlayStation, Xbox, whatever um, games consoles. Yeah. Uh, main reason is I think is escapism, um, allowing you to 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 go into a different reality. It's a bit deep, yeah. But take me for instance, yeah. I've always wanted to be a footballer, but it's never worked out because I'm just not a great baller, innit? Oh, and, um, that. So, so what I so what I did what that I did knee re- injury. That yeah, knee so, injury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cruciate ligament. So what happened was um, recently I made a career mode on FIFA. And I made, I made myself in the game as a player. And what I've recently done is um, I started off my career at Ajax. I then moved on to Chelsea. I won the Champions League there. I uh, moved on to AC Milan. I moved on to Barcelona. I won the La Liga there. And then the dream. My, 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 my boyhood club, Arsenal, signed me. And I cannot explain to you, Lubna, how that makes me feel inside like i take this shit. okay so basically you're happy living in an alternative yes. reality yes but basically like, i like reading books right i'm a geek so i go yeah. into my own world when i'm reading yeah. books that kind of thing similar to gaming yeah but do you think it, i know it's not the topic for today but do you think it can be dangerous as well with kids for example are watching mm-hmm. or playing no. games sorry which no. are a bit more violent no but there's violent games out there doesn't matter. Do you not think that has an impact <laughs> on them? You don't? You don't? Let me put it like this, yeah. Let me put it like this, all right? Violence is always going to be out there, no matter, like, for example, football gets violent. Football hooliganism was at its heights in the 80s. How, like, mm. little kids were going to these games with West Ham versus Millwall, whatever. You name it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, a game, now, I believe, me playing GTA, yeah, I'm not going to go out and be like, cool, I'm going to go buy a bazooka and just blast the car. I'm not going to go and do that. It's just fun. Like, it's just fun to have a safe space like GTA and actually... safe place to blow things up. Yeah. I didn't say that. I didn't say that because then that might be used against me. No, I'm not using them terms around here. Yeah, so... But it's a... Look, when you're playing GTA, you're not actually going to go out in the real world and shoot people up, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be like, yeah, GTA inspired me to go and do this. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're going to do this out of your own accord or other things but we're not going to get into that because that's a deeper conversation but it doesn't it doesn't have a huge impact i wouldn't even say it has an impact like that because me and my brother clean record i'm going to i've been to university done my masters my brother's going to university soon sister's been university and we all three of us we all play gta i don't think it has a huge effect like that sorry i was gonna say blitz uh what about you what do you think violence relating to Games control. Do you know what? Like, I'll be honest with you. Right? I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't know if I, you know, if I get in trouble. Brother, just speak your mind. Yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't get in trouble. Anyway. I got a lot of nephews, right? A lot of nephews, a lot, a lot of nieces, and with my nephews, I, I used to let them play GTA at three years old. But <laughs> we mad. I can't lie to you. They weren't allowed to use the weapon. They had to put a sound down and that. Yeah. And they weren't allowed to, you know, beep their horn at the ladies walking past. But let me tell you. Something. Oh my days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't allowed to do none of that. Yeah. But. My, nep- my nephews turned out great. The innocent boys, they're all right. They're fine. They don't play it no more. But mm. I don't think I don't think it um I don't think it encourages violence. I think it just depends on the child. So some some of them some of them are like sponges, right? Mm. I feel like um sometimes they soak it all in. 
But a lot of the times, I don't, I don't, I don't think he encourages violence. It's just like watching it, watching a film, isn't it? Watching, yeah, like watching that Al Pacino film. <laughs> yeah, no, one, yeah, no one's gonna sell million kilos of drugs after what this film. Well, I, well, I guess on the games there's like a rating as well, the age rating. So if you're yeah, 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 yeah. So it, that, then yeah, but if you're not, then obviously it's gonna potentially have an. Mm. I'm sure there are. Uh, I'm sure there are loads of um, sort of uh, psychological research that has been done in um, gaming. You know, children, underage children playing violent games and how that affects. Yeah, I'll turn that, I'll turn that well. So. What's that? Yeah, you turn, yeah, yeah. We, most, the majority of us do. And I see, I see the argument that Lubna makes. It's a very valid argument. And yeah, yeah, of course. I see the, the counter argument. It takes one psycho, you yeah. know what I mean? It takes yes, one psycho. Yes who's yeah. seen the game. Obviously, everyone's different, so it impacts people differently, yeah. and it depends on what your home environment is like as well. So if it's quite aggressive exactly. anyway, and then you're watching a game where you're in an alternative reality, mm. and then you don't know the difference between reality and, and the game world. I don't know. Because mm. there have been incidences, I think mostly in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think there's individual cases, of course. I yeah. think there's individual cases for everything. But the majority of it, I was going to say the majority of it is to do with um, other factors as well so for example in america because it's so accessible to get guns it's easy to go into a school and blow uh, sorry just kill um innocent kids. thousands of kids yeah. um whereas in this country and also i think it, it does it does really depend on your environment and the norms and values that you know cultural norms and values that are put into place um in within your environment because to, to see a violence that's been incited through a video game in the UK would be unheard of. Like, I don't know if it's ever happened in the UK. To my knowledge, I don't think so. But I can name loads in America. So, I mean, yeah, loads of different factors come into play. But Lubna, you do make a very valid point of age restriction. Um, but at the end of the day, fam, we've got to do something, innit? Like, well, I think the issue is when there is an age restriction, like yeah. um, it was mentioned that you... Um, You've got three-year-olds, potentially. I know that you put the volume down and they're not allowed to use a gun, but yeah. they're still being exposed to something potentially where there's an age rating and it's not being complied. But as you said, you know, yeah. they've all turned out well. But I think um, not everyone complies with mm. the restrictions put on and that can potentially have impact, but in everyone's... But in an, also, sorry, in an ideal world, that's never going to happen. You're never, ever going to restrict a child from being exposed to these kinds of things because we live in such a fast-moving world where violence is everywhere. Everywhere. Yesterday, it was like... Like, it was, it was glued to our screens, our newspapers today, this morning. Like, we, we, we don't... Like, some may argue that the, uh, the millennials that are growing up now, what's the, the, new, the new generation called? What do they call them? Yeah, the millennials. Is it millennials? Yeah, it's the millennials. So what are we called? I don't know what we're called. I'm, we're the, called I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the 90s baby, innit? So. Yeah, 90s, nice, yeah, 90s, nice. all right, cool. I'm an 89 baby, so what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you make the bracket, though. <laughs> nah, nah, I'd rather stay at 80. It's really confusing this. I don't, yeah, that's the thing, that this whole millennial thing as well. Like, so, who's a millennial? Who's a, and then the baby boomers generation? The millennials and the millenn the millennials. I'm, as far as I'm aware, is anyone that was born after two thousands or mm. also could have been raised in the two thousands as mm. well. Nineties babies, anyone born in the nineties or near the nineties as well, and the eighties babies, obviously 
you know, you've got Blitz, mm. you've got the A's, AE babies. And that's what I, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I know there's very technical terms for all of that kind of um, brackets. But um, anyway, so as I was saying, the millennials are born into violence. They know nothing but violence. Um, if anything, we should be expecting more violence to come from them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my thoughts on it. it really, is that really true? Because I think if you look historically, historically, yeah. the human population was actually more violent. So you, you used to have obviously wars and everything like that. Yeah. And actually there's studies oh, done that have shown that we're actually less violent now. There's less wars happening. There's less everything happening. Really? So I think just because yeah. something's in the news does not mean that that is representative of what as a society historically, I think we've already moved on quite a lot. Um, it may seem that because you're watching a lot of stuff on the news, but the reality is that historically we've actually improved and we're actually less violent. You got to think about the Vikings, the Romans, yeah, man. Back in back in the day. I don't know, like for me, yeah. Back in the days of the Vikings and Romans, it was like survival of the fittest. Whereas now, we live in a society where we live. We live in a globalized world, bro. So now it's yeah. all about it's all proxy wars now, like literally. Mm. That's all it is, and mm. I think where everyone's scared of an all-out nuclear war, which is never going to happen, by the way, because that'll be the most dumbest thing a country can ever do. I mm. think that's where like. Lubna's kind of right. Like historically, it's been way more violent, and then obviously Blitz just said, obviously the Vikings, the Romans. Now we've just got all these proxy wars, like between countries. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or even like I don't even think you can call them a war, just disputes. And anytime there's a dispute, what happens? Oh, sanction on this country, sanction on that country. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, wars are still going on today. Like we can't even we can't even deny that. But I think it is less violent than historic, historically, definitely. But I think now in like a globalised world, um, yeah. like for example, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, because we're so globalised now, something can happen in one side of the world and it can impact and have a movement that's mm. created all yeah. around the world. Definitely. So, um, you know, speaking about violence, if something start, happened, which was wrong, obviously, in America, but now there's demonstrations happening in countries where that thing didn't even happen. Like there's UK, there's Australia, there's all around the world. So I think that with globalization, it's possible to have that kind of movement, whereas historically, I know that we were more violent, like in the Vikings time and all that, but there was less, less chance of that happening. Mm, that's we have kind of moved on. But it's changed. What the, the nature of our, I guess, wars and, dis and disagreements, that has changed. The reasons yeah. and, and the nature of it. Okay. You made a very beautiful transition into um, another key topic, which we're going to discuss, which is BLM. And we're continuing on from this debate for the third week in a row because it has taken over uh, the headlines and the news and, and social media, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this week's been very, 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 very interesting. Last week, I had two black individuals um, on the show who were trying to explain, make me understand what... BLM was trying to achieve because one of the main problems that I had with BLM was that there were too many chiefs, too many voices and, and people wanting too many different things. So there was no sense of direction. There was no real clear objective in mind because one person would say, for example, my interpretation of BLM was we want to um, stop and uh, eradicate institutional racism, uh, especially within the police force, but within other institutions as well. Now, another person would tell me that the main reason BLM was happening was to unite the black community to try and sort out their problems within 
And um, let me just ask you guys what you think the main objective of BLM is. I know none of us are, are black individuals, which is fine because we had two black individuals last week. So it would be nice to have a different uh, perspective from um, from this topic. So I'll start off with uh, Wes. What do you think, bro? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, Black Lives Matter has always been about ending police brutality, mm. ending institutional racism, mm. um, creating a fair space for black people, um, actually caring about black lives where you see, obviously, look, this is the... It, stems in the name black lives matter mm-hmm. unfortunately black lives haven't matter and ha- hasn't mattered in mm-hmm. the eyes of let's say in in white america do you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's mm-hmm. the truth of it so i think that's how i've always interpreted um that you know black lives should matter to these mm-hmm. people in the states whether it's higher government whether it's the police force or whether it's you know anyone in white america mm-hmm. blitz yeah, I agree with us. Black Lives Matter is about um, injustice against. I think it started. I think it started um, after Trevor Martin got killed. And it started was, many years ago, but it was just. Yeah, but I think it was from like 2013 when the actual movement yeah. started. But um, yeah, that, yeah, it's against systematic racism, violent, everything against black people and them standing standing up for it. I guess I guess that's what Black Lives Matter is about. Explained it well. Lubna, what do you think? Well, I think it is to change people's mindset that it's not okay to discriminate because even I think people who would probably not see themselves as racist, Mm. they may have sort of unconscious bias or Mm -hmm. something like that, you know, where, and that's, I would say the majority of people probably fit in that kind of racket. Mm. And it's to tell, um, raise awareness that it's actually not okay to do this. And unless people speak up and do protests, unfortunately, Mm. you know, Mm. nothing's really going to change. So, um, but I think it's, it's a difficult one because if you look at history where mm. you've had, um, you know, um, a lot of black um, people in the past who've been used as, as slaves and then they've mm-hmm. come to America, etc. Mm. And so their history has been based on that. So it's difficult for, I would say, a lot of white individuals in America, for example, if I just use them as an example, to kind of get out of that. Um, I think, so for me, it's all about discrimination, but it's going to take years to change. But, but that's why I think the protests are actually important because unless you have protests and unless people speak up and say it's not okay people are going to think it's okay and they can just keep, keep on treating other people and discriminating mm. but now if when you bring it into the limelight it's like hold on you know this is not okay and there's a lot big awareness now about this mm. so people are now becoming conscious um even people who would do unconscious bias are now becoming conscious of the fact that they may be doing unconscious bias mm. and therefore um the process this whole thing should improve um but i'm not sure I think it's a, it's a complicated one. It's going to take years and yeah. years because if you look at the history, you know, that was over like hundreds of years. So it's not something that's going to be resolved very soon or very quickly, yeah. but it's good that we're raising awareness. Yes, indeed. It is. It is very, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the least you can do is raise awareness. Um, but having said that, um, we've seen the whole thing erupt within the last week. And one of the questions that I wanted to ask you guys was, um, how divisive has BLM been? I know that's a bit of a weird question because instinctively you're thinking, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Divisive? This isn't meant to be divisive. This is supposed to unite everyone together. Um, but I guess I'll start, I'll, I'll start off. And the, the feeling that I've had within the last few weeks has been very mixed and very uneasy. Um, something hasn't been sitting right with me this whole 
period. And that's something and has been... That? Sorry, say that again. And what is that? What is that? Okay, so what happened yesterday was something that I've, I, I was waiting for for the last two weeks. And I say that because this whole thing was deemed not to fail, because I don't think it's, been a necess- it's necessarily been a failure, but it hasn't... It hasn't worked out the way I think most people would have expected or wanted it to work out. Um, and we saw that yesterday. And the reason why that's happened is because I think personally that there's been too many... It wasn't organized from the beginning. And um, I think this thing just got out of control emotionally. I think people were very emotional. And when that happened, we... Our, our sort of sense of organization, direction. Um, I would disagree with that. Slipped a little bit. No, I mean, you're more than welcome to, of course. Yeah. You know, we have to disagree with each other. We're going to have a conversation. But that's just the way I felt. I haven't, like, personally, I haven't been, I haven't felt welcomed into this debate. From last week's discussion, I mm. felt like this isn't my problem. I should not get involved in this because my opinion doesn't matter. That's 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 the kind of that's the kind of feeling that I got from last week from last week's conversation. No, but hold on. Why did you get this feeling? Is it because of the two individuals who came, or just generally you just don't feel both? Generally, generally speaking, and also the conversation that I had last week with a very powerful um, young lady, um, amazing young lady. You know, she's very inspiring. She said them. She said some really great stuff, which made me open my eyes up a lot. Um, but it did make me feel like this isn't my problem, I should not be getting involved. Um, so I don't know how, whether you guys have seen any of that or whether you think I'm being very harsh and unfair. Yeah, I would, I would say that you're, uh, I think you're being quite harsh on, in terms of like, yeah. um, I wouldn't say it's been disorganized. I wouldn't say that, yeah, of course it's based, everything, Black Lives Matter was based on emotion of course like people were pissed off but they had, they had every right to bro mm-hmm. when you see so many people now don't get me wrong and we know that there's other issues in the world but we're not going to discuss that because it's, we've yeah. got the topic in hand it'll be unfair to keep comparing this yeah. and that so we're going to keep mm-hmm. the topic in hand um where you see the same amount of issues every single day there's like it's like every single day a new black person that died under uh, from the police force um yeah and when you see that, bro, how can you blame someone, for example, what was going on in Minneapolis? Mm. Bro, now they're about, they're about to defund their own police force. Mm. I'm telling you, that's power to the people. And you've got to yeah, yeah. that's the kind of stuff, man. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's disorganized because not only did they achieve what they want to achieve because they got the guy done for instead of third degree murder for second mm. degree murder. Mm. And the other three guys were charged for, for a betting. So mm. you've got to say that... I can't. You can't say it's disorganized, and I would also mm. say. So I think I was mainly referring to the UK. Um, in terms of the I mean, UK, well, BLM in America has been absolutely, you know, top notch, well, and I couldn't be any happier than the way uh, that it's, it's, it's been dealt with. Because you know, I said this two weeks ago. The pro, the riots that happened. Okay, you know, businesses that that were that were looted yeah. was wrong. I think it was unfair for to those people um those individual business people in the if local you saw area the videos by the way it wasn't actually the, it wasn't actually black people it was actually white people there were so many videos but regardless i mean who, who who knows what type of people did it but my point yeah. is institutions that were looted yeah government institutions that were looted buildings that were broken i'm all for it brother 
yeah. Do your thing because these people are failing you. So if they're failing you, what you would like, what can you do? There's a there is, it's, uh, the the country's read through uh, led through a democracy, which means that you need to vote um, whoever you want in power so that things can happen in your community. But if that's not happening, what are you meant to do? But I'm talking about specifically the UK. I think we need this shit right now, bro. I'll be real with you. I know it might sound crazy, but yeah. we need some disruption for shit to happen. I look at it like this. Mm. That statue that got taken down in Bristol, yeah? Mm. Now look how many statues are being taken down democratically. Mm. You've got to disrupt, disrupt the process to actually achieve something. And this is coming from someone that actually does believe the process can work. Don't get me wrong, bro. I'm all for democracy. Mm. But I don't. I fucking don't. I don't think democracy will ever work. But I'm, I'm not saying it. What I'm not saying it works. Mm. But I'm for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in terms of like, yeah, you need to disrupt the process for shit to really happen. And mm. if that means some shit gets violent, shit gets violent, bro. Now, if mm. you look at it, I told like for example, if you compare the BLM movement in America, mm. they're getting shit done. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? Mm. They're getting shit done, and all hats off to them. Violent uh, and bro, they've kept it. I'll be real with you though. They've kept it peaceful quite a lot. A lot of them, they've always kept it peaceful, bro. I wouldn't mm. say it's gotten violent. So the only time the violence has happened is when white people have started reacting to this shit. Like, look at yesterday, man. Mm. Bro. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, that was a madness. Um, Blitz, what do you think about um, what, what what my thoughts are on the the movement? Am I being a bit unfair? I'm going to talk about, we'll talk about it in, in, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, more so the UK because, you know, I think, you know... If we're looking at this movement, obviously it being an American problem, um, I'm 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 relatively, you know, inspired and happy and encouraged by what's going on over there. But the way that we've been dealing with it over here, it's just been I feel like a bit of a mishmash. That made any sense? I think uh, I think it's important. Uh, To be honest, I've seen I've seen some unity between black people, white people. And Asian people in this country. Yeah, I don't, you see, I, I don't know why I don't see that. I mean, I see and, and, it. I, 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 I think, I think what yeah. a lot of us need to do is maybe, um, you know, you know the videos that we watch in the mm. media, whether that be in, whether that be through Instagram, Facebook, or mm. whether that be any any news channel. I think we will be very careful what's shown because sometimes the media will show you, oh, look, this person being violent, or this is happening. Mm. And then they're not they're not showing you the positive things or everyone kneeling together or mm. and, and things like that. I, I feel pushing a good good movement here. Like like what I said, this this statues are being taken down. Mm. Um, you know, I, even even yesterday I even saw like music artists like Stormzy and everyone out there, and that that's a big influence to mm. not just the, not just black people but Asian people. You know, like listen to Stormzy or. So sorry, but a lot of people were out there yesterday mm. in the in the riots. Sorry, not in the riots. Sorry, in the protest. Mm. And um, I, I feel I, I feel like they I feel like they're doing well. And right. Wes, you know what you're saying about uh, America not being violent. Uh, I think there's a lot of violence going on, but well, there is, there is. I meant was like, for example, the protesters, the actual BLM. Oh, the real, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, they, I think there's a difference between protesting and rioting. <laughs> yeah, bro. Do you know what? People, I think the way it's just gone in America, in terms of a lot of people trying to say opportunities, bro. That's where shit's gone south. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't believe in that. You know, you said about business. I don't believe in that because you know what? A lot of people are all small businesses. They're gonna have insurance. Not all small, <laughs> not all small businesses yeah, have insurance. Still, man, like, come on. These small businesses—they're the same people as you. They're trying to make a good, uh, honest. I don't, I don't believe in looting and right and breaking down windows and you know, uh, ruining people's yeah livelihood because like 
and and as you can see, it's everyone from every, it's people from different cultures, not just from the yeah. black culture. And yeah. there's a lot of propaganda yeah, going on. I do you know what I feel? Obviously, when people are protesting the BLM movement, just because we, other people are looting doesn't mean that the people looting are the BLM BLM yeah. movement. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. Have taken advantage yeah. of that, like they do, and they've used that as an excuse to. Um, basically turn into animals and, and think they can use this as an opportunity to steal and it's mm. never been okay so this is what happens is that people will always take advantage so unless mm. the BLM move, movement people who are mm. coming to the protests actually safeguard or actually try to do something to safeguard the businesses or maybe work with them I don't know this issue is not going to get resolved because this will keep happening whenever there's protests and if there are businesses around there are thugs that will take advantage so unless mm. the police and BLM movement people work together Mm. Um, to actually protect the businesses, like the the businesses cannot be protected. Because you, how can you protect businesses? People will just break in. People will just, you know, think that they could do whatever the hell they want. Mm. Um, so I think I, I think that's the thing. So it gives, you know, it gives the BLM movement a bad name, even though it's mm. not the BLM movement people. Okay. Um. So you know, this uh, Black Lives Matter protest, this movement, is obviously trying to address a group of people. Um, whether it be the racists that live amongst us, whether it be the authorities, um, how effective has their movement been in gaining support from? In, in fact, who are they? Who I, rather than them, I'm going to say we, because I feel like we all are as a collective. If we're supporting this movement. We're part of it. So who who do we think we're trying to get the message across to? And has it been effective? Uh, the the way that the movement's been led has that been effective in gaining support or creating more animosity and division? I'll tell you what it has done. Mm. It's created. Well, it hasn't created. It's shown us how defensive white people will get about racism. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it that people are asking for justice here? Yeah? It's so hard and has to create this tension. Like, bro, I'm sure. Like, for example, like. How are you coming out here yeah, to defend statues here, yeah? shouting like stuff like "Oh, I'll I'll piss on you, you black cunt"? Like, how are you mm. shouting stuff like that? Mm. Why is it that you're so upset, mm. yeah, that about black people wanting some sort of justice for people dying? Mm. So what it has done is just shown how defensive white people can be about racism and mm. how they can gaslight situations, bro. Like, honestly, man, I think. I think that's yeah. more right, white, whatever, uh, British white people. I wouldn't say generally white people. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Come on, man. They're white people. They're all white. There was no brown people there. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, I, wanna, I don't want to categorize white people. White people are all defensive and, you know, being made. You know, mm. No, no, of course not all of them. There are lovely, I mean, I say this all the time, but I know we will hear this, but there are so many lovely, the majority of the people that I've come across in the UK have been, you know, just decent human. Do you know what? 100% they are, bro, but I'll be real with you, yeah? Mm. I've come across lovely white people, but the same lovely white people are the same closeted racist, bro. Trust nah, me. They are. They're 100%. They're Unconscious bias. Unconscious bias. 100%. 100%. But you know what, bro? We, 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 I, I think that happens in every culture. Yeah, definitely, yeah. bro. Yeah, I, think there's, I think there's closeted races in, in, in every kind. And it all depends where you grow, where, where you've mm. grown up. Like I've grown up in, in a town where uh, it's multicultural, predominantly white, blacks, mm. uh, Indians, Bengalis. We've got a good Bengali community as well. And I think it just depends like where you've grown up and what you've seen. Because I, I know a lot of my friends in London, mm. they, their views are a little bit different to mm. where they're from. 
Yeah, I grew up in Hackney, so I grew up mainly around black people. So, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously, not, uh, there was a strong Bengali community like in Hackney as well, mm-hmm. and a strong Gujarati community as well. So, I grew up around quite a few people, especially Turks as well. Man, Turks are the best people. I'm not a lie, bro. They're bare generous, bro. <laughs> Kebab man always sorted me out, bro. Yeah. Um, le- I mean, Lubna, um, <clears throat> can we all agree here that racism? Mm-hmm. is always going to exist in society no matter what time frame we're in so having said that is covert racism better than overt racism i know that is a ridiculous statement to make and a question to make but it's one that is very fair because if we can all agree today that racism is always going to exist no matter what happens and we have to agree that because it is it has happened since civilization has existed and it's, it's all down to the survival of the fittest um so if that's the case then is over is sorry, is covert racism better than overt racism? Well, I think any kind of racism obviously isn't okay. And yes, well, I think look, it's different. The thing is, if we take the statues for example, I think would the statues be taken down if the protest would not happen? You know, why no. have the statues not been taken down before? It's taken the protests and this whole movement for people to even think and consider taking these statues down. So the is UK, for example, has moved... Sorry, hmm. is, it cate- is it categorically the decision that we must take these statues down? Should they... Let's, let's, let's ask that question. Should these statues have been taken down? 100%. You're lit. Yeah, now they is should, though. The point, the point is now they should, because obviously the UK, how it was 100 years ago, is different now. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're much more multicultural. So yeah. I think... They- government has to do a review of all these statues and this may sound ridiculous but unless the government does a review and takes the statues down themselves which may you know um which other cultures may feel bad about races people will take it upon themselves to do it and then other people are going to have an issue with it so i think if they just did the review themselves right because we are are different society now to what we were 100 years ago so to Mm. think it's okay maybe 100 years ago to put these statues up it's not okay anymore they just need to do their own review, take them down. If they've got a problem with it, then people are just going to take it in their own hands to do it like they're doing. And then other people, like you're saying, you know, maybe predominantly white people may have an issue with that because they'll be like, this is my country. You know, we put these statues up and a lot of the people that you guys are taking the statues down of have actually done good things for our culture, mm-hmm. our race. So why should we now take it down? Because it's, got, you know, had a negative impact on your one. So I think... The government needs to do this whole review and it needs to be a massive process. All that sounds really ridiculous, but they need to do the review, I think, of the whole society, statues, monuments, all of this, um, and consider what they need to take down. Doesn't Sorry, doesn't that contradict, though, I'm going to play devil's advocate, doesn't that contradict freedom of speech, freedom of expression, living in a democratic country, and for the purposes of educating the masses, by removing these statues, we're now basically saying that there is um, a right and a wrong. And we, we, the masses, will tell you what the right and wrong is. We will enforce that within society. Okay, so can you I ask like you a question? It but is it okay to have Hitler's statue anywhere? He's done good things as well, right? Should I, should I honestly answer that? I'll be, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be 100% honest and judge me if you want. But if somebody wants Hitler's statue to be up, um, I think if the masses decide that they want Hitler's statue up, then it should be up. But for the purposes of, I mean, you can look, you can interpret this however you want. But the way that I see it is a statue isn't there to be glorified, isn't there to be... Um, That's exactly what it's there for, bro. That is exactly what it's there for. It's for memory. So people see that 100 years... I mean, okay, the statue that that was taken down, I didn't even know who that guy was. 
But because there's a statue there, 100 years later, even I know, okay, this is a guy, he did X, Y, Z. So the whole point of the statue is for people to me- to remember these right. people because they did some good things. Now, if right. they're not worth remembering because they did shit stuff, why would the statue be on? But why shouldn't it be worth remembering? Because you okay. know this guy now from that statue being there. So you know that he was a racist from whatever century it was, who was a slave uh, trader, slave owner. And our society teaches that, uh, that, sli- that, life, that form of life, slavery, racism is wrong. You've now learned something and you now have the, uh, the opportunity to have that debate on this platform about that very well, statue. Well, no, I think, I think the school and education system has a big part to play in terms of how, how history is taught. And I think uh, coming back to the whole racism question over, you know, COVID and all of that kind of stuff, I mm. think, um, and protests and all this continue, blah, 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 blah. I mm. think the education system has a big part to play. The way we are educated, like even if you think about when you went to school, mm. how are you taught about history? How are you taught about black history? How are you mm. taught about these issues? And, Very poorly, uh, I, I would say. I mean, I know but a lot of people concentrate on the religious studies, but they completely mm. ignore history and the way it's taught. So I think all this stuff needs to be taught properly in history. And for example, Hitler was a good person, bad person. What did he do? That is for the history class. But mm. I think educationally, our education system is not strong enough. No, it's not. Generally, even ignoring racism but issues. But that's the point. Even to get the basics right. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, the point. If the education system is so flawed, these statues being there, isn't that a great way to... To teach the masses, like this is what happened, and this guy. The statue can be there, and people can piss on it if they want. If that's the reason to have the statue on, yeah. Um, because that's what's going to end up happening anyway, right? Like people are now taking some statues down of people, and other people are just pissing over other statues. But I think, what's the point Mm. of having that? Then, what is the point? I mean, that's not the side of society I want to see. Mm. You know, was mad. The guy that pissed on the statue was there to protect it, apparently, as well. So, wow. (laughs) You got arrested. Yeah, he yeah. got arrested. Yeah, I know. So, do you know what? Yeah, going, back, going, back, going back to the education system, like being a teacher myself, yeah. I, I think, Lumina, um, you're right. There, there, there are a lot of things that are not taught or certain parts. But the thing is, that comes from the government. Like yeah. the national curriculum, everything like that, that that's, that's from the government. And, and, and I, th- I, think, I think protests and things like this might actually make the government rethink or... Uh, analyze the actual national curriculum and actually... I know but hold on a second if you are a teacher for example um, and you're actually in the system <laughs> right? you're right. in you're in the right. business of education but is it not also up to you and your responsibility to rock the boat and if the government is not giving you something and if it's not working then actually rock the boat and say hold on no we need to change things and make changes so I think the teachers should not just wait for the government to and there are there are there are unions out there that, that are trying to rock the boat mm. what I'm trying to say is you know when something's in the media right so there's a lot of media pressure so right now right now the government's facing a lot of media pressure and and, and this this is this what helps Rock, rocking the burn. This is what helps decisions to be made. Not saying, oh, tomorrow they're going to start putting Malcolm X and Nelson Mandela in, 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 in his shit. You know, they that much. But it, it, it could play a part. I'm saying these protests and riots could play a part where, you know, you might see in the future where a lot of the history, a lot of the slave trade history from America um, being introduced or, you know, slave trade passing through. There weren't much slave trade in... in in the United Kingdom, it will pass through because a lot of it went from Africa to America. We were like a pit stop. But in terms in, in, in terms of, yeah. There was actually quite a lot of slave traders in the UK, wasn't there? In terms of actually, there was a lot of slaves in, because um, when was slavery abolished in the UK? I think this is the thing. We, we I mean, obviously, I, I don't know, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know the history properly. 
actually about the slave trade. Mm. And I and I think what this discussion is showing, a lot of us are actually unsure, even amongst ourselves. Mm. So we don't even know. And we've gone through the education system here. But the point is, we are unsure ourselves of what the actual history is. We just know we've heard of these terminologies, slave trade, you know, blacks were used and all that. Mm-hmm. What was, we don't actually know the facts. We don't know even about our own country, forget America. Um, but I would say, can I ask you a question? Um, so you said you're a teacher and there are unions out there. Are you part of um, the unions? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part, I'm not part of a union myself. I was, I was before, but you know, um, you, okay. Can I just ask you a question? So, so what topic did you actually teach when you were a teacher? I'm teaching maths. Maths, okay, fine. Good. <laughs> I was going to ask, I was going to say, if you're a history teacher, I was going to, the second question no, I was no, going to no, ask no, is, no, what no. would it take for you <laughs> to, you know, um, this whole racism issue um, and, and how uh, history is taught, example. So what would you, what would it take for you as a teacher I, 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 to do I, more like about I said, this? I like I said, you need that, sorry. Oh, someone. She, she just muted herself. Oh, oh, sorry. So I said, what would it take you as a teacher to rock the boat and to um, to try to get the education system in terms of history and the way racism is taught? Because I think, I know that you're a maths teacher, but I think teachers do need to take a bit more responsibility because you guys are on the front line. You're speaking to the students, but you're teaching them. So what would it take for you guys to rock the boat? Because I think it will take the, edu- the, the actual teachers um, to maybe even do protests like the Black Lives Matter movement, to be fair, because I think unless you do that, people are not going to take you or this whole topic serious enough. We're just going to go around in circles. No, no, I, don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, there's things that teachers can do, but you got to understand, we're quite, we're quite small fish in the education system. And mm. yeah, like, we, you know, there are things that we can do, maybe protests and things like that. But to be fair with you, we're in 2020, and me being a teacher saying this is... Everyone could educate themselves, whether that be from exactly twenty-year-olds. You don't need. You know what? You know what they say, right? If you think you're too small to make a difference, um, stay in a room with. No, 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 no. No, 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 too small to make a difference. What I'm trying to say is, there are teachers out there. The discussions that take. I've done. I've had discussions as well, and you know, there, there are, there are people. There will, there probably will be people protesting. What I'm trying to say is, we don't need to wait for that. We. You know, I'm 31 years old and, you know, inshallah, in the future, I'll get married and have kids. And if my kids are not getting taught these things, I'll teach my kids. Yeah. These or, you know, teenagers right now, they can educate themselves. I'm not saying, you know, Google everything, but really and truly, if you look at four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds, all of them got iPads and tablets. They're educated. You, you can help be educated. You don't need school to learn about these things. I, th- I think, I think yes, it, it does need to be introduced in school. 100% agree. There are things that we, we, we can do. But- I was going to say, one of, the, one of the beautiful things that have come out of BLM is the educating factors, the, 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 the mass amount of information that we've received and things that, you know, people would have known. Like, obviously, it's, it's, it's common knowledge for me that uh, Winston Churchill was uh, a massive racist and he slaughtered uh, thousands of people in in. in Thousands of my, of our people in millions, bro. Not thousands, yeah, millions. That's in in, his, in the Bay of Bengal. Um, his policies. It was because of his policies, his wartime yeah. policies, and they actually reduced supplies to um, uh, like famine, yeah. the Bay of Bengal. Yes, that's what yeah. caused the famine. And obviously, bro, this is why I wanted to ask you actually. To be fair, um, like because you said you were playing devil's advocate, but mm. how would you let me? Let's bring you back to Farhan, innit? Mm. How would you feel 
if mm. given your opinion, if your opinion is still the same on that, yeah. how would you feel knowing that there's a statue of Winston Churchill, a man who compared your people mm. to animals, who mm. cut off supplies to your people and let millions die of starvation mm. because of the famine? How would you feel knowing that his statue is right next to you? Generally speaking, his statue being there doesn't do any effect to my life, doesn't do any effect to me, doesn't make me feel any certain way because I'm big enough to allow a statue to be there, generally speaking. However, of course, um, I am more so happy now that his statue was there than before because his statue being there has shed light to all of this information that we find ourselves with today. People have, the masses have been educated in 24 hours about this guy. And what he did, whereas the misconception was that this guy was a war hero, he won us the war, he saved us from the Nazis. None of those are actually true. If you look at now, hold on. But when you say when you say us, the yeah. us in two thousand and twenty is different to the us that was here a hundred years ago. So the us here a hundred years ago were white people. For them, yeah, he was a savior. But the yeah. us in twenty twenty is different. And and to be fair, it's not it's not about. For example, you're right, right? His statue probably does nothing for you, nothing to you. It doesn't make a difference to my life either. However, what difference, to what impact does that have mentally on predominantly people coming predominantly from a white background? Does it make them feel more that they are more superior race-wise? So I think it's not the fact that how does it, how is it making ethnic minorities feel having a statue? Because I didn't even know, to be honest, about his racist past. It's what impact is it having, maybe even unconsciously, to the white community who, who see his statue and think and know all the stuff that he did and they think it's okay and acceptable still now because the statue is still there. So the it's the impact that it's having on both races. The impact that it has on white people, for example, if you look at it, yeah, every single person that they have looked up to, whether it's a king or a mm. prime minister, whatever, was either warmongering, was a scoundrel, was this, this and that. I look, for example, I'll give you a prime example. King Henry VIII, he always divorced his wife, decided to become the, the you know, the leader of the church uh, because mm. the, he, his, uh, his uh, what's it called, the priest didn't claim get married again. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. Look at even Queen Elizabeth I, yeah? The woman was just absolutely crazy. Like, yeah, she was barbaric, she was brutal. Bruv, she was barbaric, do you know what I'm saying? So you got to look at it, yeah? So I think to what Lugna's saying, like, yeah, like the reason why they've got all these people, like they hail them in high, high regard, mm. because they haven't got anyone to actually look up to. Like, bro, the for example, if you look at a black community in America, let's say black people from America, they've got people like Malcolm X, Martin mm. Luther King to look up mm. to, do you know what I'm saying? All right? They've got those kind of people, whereas people in... America, I look up to George Washington mm. or, you know, people like that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And okay. whereas us yeah. looking up to Winston, not us, mm. I'll say the UK, yeah. looking up to Winston Churchill. So you can't, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I get it. And look, I understand that these white, uh, right wing racists, you know, they probably use people like, well, not probably, they definitely use people like Winston Churchill to um, increase their level of patriotism that they have in this country. But where does it stop? No, but because they, I feel like they use that as a means of like I think that's an excuse. Like they come them the, the right wingers and the football hooligans that came out yesterday. I feel mm. like they used Winston Churchill as an excuse. They don't even know the history. Come, yeah, they don't even know shit. They don't even know the history. They're coming for the violence, the race. They don't. They don't. They don't know the history. They're not doing it. For, they're not doing it for. Anything. So I'll go back then to the original question that I asked, mm. which was how divisive has the BLM protest been? Because from yesterday, some we can we can make we can make a conclusion of you know uh, maybe a very weak conclusion, but albeit a conclusion of 
the BLM protests being quite divisive because now the overt, the covert racists are now coming out overtly. I even saw a video yesterday of some guys saying, well, uh, at least before, you know, we were racist, but we, were, we, we, we weren't, we weren't um, open about it. And now we've been forced to come out of our shelves and come out here and be openly racist. Now, I, think, I, think, I think that's a positive thing, bro, because then that shows you, shows you the colours, the actual reality of, of, of British culture. Well, a lot of people in Britain, and yeah. and, and, and I, I don't think it's been a bad thing. Yeah. I think what's happening is good. I I don't believe I just don't believe in like people uh, burning cars. I don't believe in yeah. violence. Yeah. I don't believe in the looting. But the whole protest, peaceful protest. I, I I I think a lot of people have learned a lot from this man. A lot of a lot of people are learning the history of this country, the history in America. I think a lot of people are learning about. <laughs> okay, I agree with that, but. We know that our media, our mainstream media, will find any excuse, where, whatever ethnic minority group it may be, they'll find any excuse to turn the masses against you. And that's what happened last week when we saw that bike being thrown at that horse and everything going crazy outside um, in, in Whitehall. Um, so that's all good and well. But... Do you see where I'm coming from? Like, well, I'd say yeah, I don't I... Think it's become divisive. Sorry to look, not to cut you off. I will, just to answer this question real quick, and then yeah, obviously cool. it hasn't been divisive, but it's exactly what Blitz has just said. It's just showed it shows the real face of of white Britain or mm. racist Britain. Uh, to put it more better, um, it's just shown racist Britain, bro. It's shown them. It's we shown know them. Britain is racist. No, but I've known know, Britain was racist since I've, I can know, remember. For example, bro, there's a lot of people that live in a bubble especially yeah. even English people, let's say covert or let's say subtle, subtle, minimal. Passive dis- aggressive. Passive aggressive racist. Yeah, let's even say that they've now come out, bro. They're open, they're out here. Or even let's just say the, the, the white people that are actually blind to racism, let's say they're not racist themselves or they're blind to racism. They can now see, you know what, these, these, these lunatics are actually like proving the BLM protests are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It shows correctly why it's here. So, bro, I wouldn't say it's divisive. I'd say it's just shown Britain's true colours, and it just shows how long how long it will take for racism to end, and for mm-hmm. anyone that's of an ethnic minority, any skin colour, to actually be accepted by white people. Aren't you afraid though that this is going to boil over? This is this has the potential to become something really ugly. It's only because but, the but white people may have become ugly. Oh, I think it needs to become that. ugly sometimes. Look, the whole covert and overt thing, right? Yeah. I would say it's a good thing because you can't fight you can't fight something that you can't see. It's like but if it's an no invisible enemy, if that's if more it's difficult. Exactly. So it's, if it's an invisible enemy enemy, which it has been, right, mm. for many years, I think mm. it's more difficult to fight. But now that people are coming out mm. or are being compelled to come out, that's actually a good thing because people people can actually see um how big of an issue this actually is and the, and the reason why this is happening because some people just don't get it they're like oh why are people doing protests why are they complaining this is why because they just don't get it but can I just say if I if I flip yeah. it around yeah. right if we were living in Pakistan or Bangladesh yeah. and there were heroes that were heroes for Bangladeshi people Pakistani people yeah. and their statues were up but those individuals whose statues are up actually did maybe not so nice things to some other races yeah. well how would you feel about statues being taken down then I wouldn't feel. We need to remember. Way. It's easy You're for asking us the wrong to live person, here and to to to, 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 to be honest. Religi- religi- religiously, yeah, go on. No, no, go on, bro. 
Now you say religiously, I don't think there should be statues up anyway. Like, I agree, 100%. It's like idol worshipping, isn't it? Yeah. Like, no, in, in, any, in any country that's predominantly, I, I know India and Bangladesh and, you know, back in the days, there was a lot of Hinduism, predominantly Hindus. But what I'm trying to say, statues now in like Bangladesh, Pakistan, or any country that's predominantly <laughs> statues anyway, all of them should be taken down. Agreed, man. Okay, no, but if, what I'm trying to say is if you put yourself in a white person's position, I know it's difficult because we're not white, but if we were white ourselves living in this country and we saw statues being taken down of someone maybe who was a hero for our race, mm. not necessarily for other races, how would we feel about that? And yeah, I think I, we do I need to have a bit of empathy for white people because at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, this is a white no country chance. and this is a Christian country and we're living here. I know that a lot no of us chance. were born here. No. no, but look, we were born here. Right? We, whether we didn't, or we nah, don't know parents were born here, but we are born get, here. I get, I get where you're coming from. I can't from. accept it's that. I can't country. accept it. I'm sorry, yeah. But it's I a white say, country. It's a Christian country. What I, will, fine, what fine. I will say, let me, let me say something. That's so, a fact. There's nothing to accept. That's a fact. If in Bangladesh there's a statue of someone treating a, oh, sorry, that treated pardon me, minority culture in Bangladesh, if there was a statue and we were praising that man, I'll be the first one to say, take it down. I would be like, for example, if I even see a statue of anyone in Bangladesh, bro, I'll be like, just like Blitz said as well, like I'd be compelled to not even have it there anyway. But if it was in your case, Lubna, where you're saying that if there is a statue of someone that's, uh, you know, uh, killed minorities or murdered them or whatever, and was a massive racist towards these minorities, 100% take it down. Why would you want I would statue? disagree. I don't think you would, sorry. Because the reason is how, how often we've been how working. I, think. I completely, I don't, I don't, I completely disagree with you because a lot of the people are just walking in their life and doing their daily life. How many times do you know or think about person. how many times have we, have up until now at this point have we stopped and think, oh, Winston Churchill's statue is there and he's done negative stuff? I have. We haven't I've really thought about it. We've just been going in our daily life. Not. My university is right next to there, so I've always thought about it. And you don't understand that. For me, I'm I my degree and my dissertation, okay, was on it was in politics and international relations. So I'm very active in the history of politics. And I'll tell you something. My dissertation okay. was on my dissertation was on uh, was a, the title was called Bangladesh, a Forgotten Nation, which talks about the famine, which talks about Winston Churchill, which mm. talks about the atrocities that we face against Pakistan, which mm. shows what uh, the also the bad side towards um, uh, what's it called our past presidents. So I will be the first. That's why I said you can't say that. No, you wouldn't think that. Do you get what I'm saying? You've got, so you're uh, obviously more obviously educated than a normal person. I guess I was. Um, I yeah. assumed that. Well, what I'm trying to say is, normal, me personally, okay. I, I can't speak yes. on people that are that you can't speak on people that are that can or can't do something. That's assumption. That's implying that they will do it or they won't do. It. You can't do that. I'm saying me personally. Blitz even said it as well. Him personally, because of religious reasons, he's not going to have statues there. I agree with him as well, religiously, bruv. I ain't having no flipping... I don't want to see no statue in my home nation that is predominantly Muslim. I don't want to see no... It's, it's essentially idol-worshipping. I don't want no statues or anyone, bruv. Even if I was to die and I do something historically impactful, hell no, please don't give me a statue. Don't give anyone a statue. Bond that. But me speaking personally, in terms yes. of as a person, if I put religion to the side, no, if there is someone that's a racist and they've treated someone very wrongly... Don't you dare put up a statue or even take that statue down. 
That's okay, but can I say no, that this I, is this is you being born in UK and obviously yeah, um, no, I, I understand. But look, I sort of get what Lubbe is coming from. You got to think, mm. right? but like, there's people people here that really love the history, right? Yeah. And, and we are in England, and um, you know we're born here. I'm, listen, I'm proud to be Muslim. I'm proud to be British. I'm proud to be Bangladesh. I'm proud to be. Talk for yourself. What is it? Now, that's what I was saying. I'm, because I, yeah. I am. But um, I, I understand where some people might be hurt. But hold on, this, mm. this is our old prime minister or something like that. But I think those people initially, yeah, they will be hurt. Initially, they might be like, oh, these people are just taking our statues down. But then I think things like this actually make people want to research. Like you said, they know about the person in Bristol, right? So now they're doing a little bit more research into it and they might be thinking, actually, you know what? Yeah, that person doesn't need to be taken off. Same with Winston Churchill. A lot of people think, yeah, Winston Churchill, we won the war for us. Yeah, brilliant. But then now a lot of people do research on Winston Churchill and think, okay, cool. You know what? This, this guy actually was responsible for killing millions of people. So it's just like... That's history that's very difficult can to come I just across. Say, can I just say, this? I'm sorry to say, but there's two sides to every story and every race thinks that they're, they're a victim. Every race thinks they're a victim. And anyone who has, mm. I don't know, supported that particular race, they will see that person as a hero. For example, you mentioned like atrocities done by Pakistan to Bangladesh, which I'm not aware of uh, because I'm not educated in the history sector at all. And, and this is my bad because I should really look into the history. But what I'm saying is every every race thinks that they see themselves as a victim and would always see the other party as the person, the culprit, right? But if you look at it from the other racist perspective, they will say the other person was doing the atrocities and we were just protecting ourselves. So I think there's, there's no, two but, sides but, to every but, story. But that, but that, history, that history is one way because there's no way that in India or Bangladesh or, you know, in the Bay, they didn't, Bay sorry, Bay of Bengal, they didn't, they didn't have that power to affect you know, the United Kingdom was the strongest, the strongest colony for, for a long time and, and, and you know we, we were strong strongest country maybe in the world they were um, the colonial power in the world you're yeah, right yeah, so. yeah but do you know what they're not the only one they were the Mongol Empire there's millions of people and, 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 and empires that have come and they've all done atrocities but obviously could... we're living in the UK with white people so we're just concentrating on that one but even Arabs Muslims we've done it as well we've killed people who've gone and that's how we that's how you build empires me, by killing other people let that's me a tell fact. you this though let me tell you this that of course those are how empires exist now let me ask you very recent times because in the same era that Winston Churchill is you had the infamous Adolf Hitler and like you said mm. is there a statue of Adolf Hitler no there isn't even though he done very well for the GDP of uh, of um, what's it called of uh, of Germany at the time. Yeah, people were actually the guy was a genius, uh-huh. but when it came to his his ethnic uh, his ideas about ethnic cleansing, that's when it all went pear shaped. Look, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah, but he killed his own people. But he killed his own people, and the yeah. Jewish community, although you know they they were quite probably small in in Germany, mm. comparatively to the normal German German people, they're quite strong. I would but say that in terms of Jewish. culture and the religion. Um, so they're not going to have Hitler's statue anywhere. They're going to make sure there's no Hitler's the guy, statue. The guy was not even German. That's the funny thing yeah, about he wasn't it. Even he wasn't even German. So whoever he was killing, he wasn't killing anyone of his own race. So if you look at it, the guy was just trying to build what he believed was a super race and wipe out anyone that stood in the way but predominantly he wanted to get rid of Jewish people that were doing very well 
in Europe at the time, no matter where you went in Europe, Jewish people were doing well, whether it be Germany or Amsterdam mm-hmm. so or, or Holland, wherever you name it. And that's what he was really like. I don't know why, obviously, if you look into whatever, I don't know, but the guy was so against it. And him building a super race that, that he didn't even look like, he didn't even look like that as well. I was going to say that he doesn't qualify for his own like specification yeah. and criteria. So I was going to say exactly the same point. It literally, yeah. But so, like, obviously, of course, to have someone, but imagine so they had someone like Hitler, a statue of Hitler. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'll be real, I see Winston Churchill in the same form as I see Adolf Hitler. Probably maybe mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler a lot more worse because what he because of the Holocaust. But, bro, or sis, whatever, like, um, <laughs> Uh, Winston Churchill, regardless or not, the guy should not be having a statue after what he done. I know, but can around. I just say you've done, you've got, you are maybe unique because you have that knowledge because you've studied and you've done a dissertation even. But a normal person, a very normal person, has not got that knowledge that you have. And unless we educate people in society through the education system, that's but not they have it, it now. That's the point I'm making. It but should take us to go to university and do a dissertation to learn about this. That's the point I'm trying to no, make. It's too it, late by then because a lot of racism you learn when you're in school, when you're in high school, and when you were in I don't know nursery or whatever. Right. So the point is, right, we can't all wait until we do a dissertation in university. It will take people like you who have the education and who have the knowledge to actually educate the rest of us. But can I ask, what have you done? So you've done the dissertation. How have you taken that forward? Have you, because I, I, like you said, I don't want to judge right. you. So maybe you have done stuff. What have you well, done? You've got all this knowledge. What have you done? Following the research that I've done, I actually did a university-wide talk based on based on the dissertation and tried to teach people the history of Bangladesh when when it was East Bengal and then became East Pakistan and then became Bangladesh as it's known today. I've done that. I've also held a protest against the uh, against the Bangladesh High Commission in um, things called Grosvenor Square. No, it's not Grosvenor Square. In West London, actually. South Kensington, yeah. yeah. South Kensington, yeah. Sorry, mm. probably thanks for In South Kensington. So I've actually taken that knowledge forward and done a lot as I could to educate people. So that's what I've done. Okay, look. Let's... We can turn this into Black Lives Matter to Bangladeshi Lives Matter. <laughs> no, 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 we won't do that because there's no point. That's, that just eradicates the Black Lives Matter movement. So, no, but this is the whole argument that I was making. Even yeah. the even the title Black Lives Matter is divisive in its form, and we see we saw that yesterday. I mean, I what, I, I, it's I, I, divisive I, I, if you feel if you feel yeah. like, it but the masses will way. feel like it because that's the whole it. world runs on nationalism because they never something about human beings. But they've never said rooted in our bloods that we have to be nationalistic. Bro. We have to be in love for. From our where we come from, our roots, and yes. I don't understand it, and that's why. I mean, so when you ask me questions like, "Do I feel a certain way about a statue?" You're asking the wrong person because I'm yeah. so anti-nationalism. I'm can so I anti- just say? Can I just say? Do you know? I know, but can I just say? For example, we obviously born here. Hmm. We have um, a liking, or uh, what's the word? We have um, sympathy something towards Pakistan, Bangladesh, or whatever, because our, our roots are from there. But white people don't have that. This is their roots. This is where they were born. They have no other roots. This is the everything. So they're feeling we we need empathy as well, right? We we're trying to put put quick point fingers. I want people to say they don't have empathy. Do we have empathy for them? We're living in the country, it's a Christian country. I shouldn't need to have empathy. I don't have. They've got white privilege. This is where this is the issue that we all think we don't need to have empathy for each other. I think we're also the cause of empathy for what? Yes, no, we have responsibility. If I say something, I don't think we need to have empathy. The reason why I don't have empathy towards the British history because their history is made up of stealing from our culture. They have thrived off uh, 
a That's lot a very good point that you make there, actually. Their, their British history, what is their history? Their history is killing, looting, murdering, taking over nations, including... But how our, is that the fault? But how is that the fault of the people living now? The white the people living they, now? How they, is that their fault? Because a lot of them are well off than our people back home. How is that their fault? The, the, the people, the millennials being born now, the white millennials being born now, how is it that their fault? If they're born into wealth because of their history, how is that their fault? That's not they their don't fault. Probably... This is what I'm it's saying. Not though. It's not their I'm fault. Not, I don't have an issue with them. I have an issue with their history. And that's why I have no empathy towards their history or their statues. By all means, I look. But do you have empathy towards them? Forget their history. Do you have empathy towards them? They're born into something that they didn't know. We could have been born white easily, right? We could have inherited all of this stuff. How is it my fault if I'm white and a millennial, right? We had this discussion about millennials. How is it my fault? But I would say empathy is really important. Even our religion teaches this empathy, and we can't expect empathy from other people if we're not going to bother giving ourselves. This is the issue. Everyone thinks they're right. Everyone thinks they're the victim. No one wants to listen to each other. What I think, I think we're none of us talking about. What, what are you what? referring to when you're talking about empathy? Like, That's what, what I mean? need to know as well, yeah. What do you mean? I'm saying that we are living in this country and we do need to have empathy for the majority of like 80% of nah. the black people who have unconscious bias. I'm going to have to go get a one Let me respond. It's up to let us to educate them as well. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please, I just need to interject really quickly, yeah? Unless you're paying my bills for me, why should I have empathy for you? I was oh, born let me give, and raised let me give, in this country. I've got a British passport. So what do you mean empathy, bruv? Like, oh, like, let me, do you know what I mean? Let me give the response to this, yeah? Let me give the response to this. In 1943, there was a phase, something called the Bengal famine, okay? The Bengal famine had millions of Bengalis die of starvation, okay? Now, where was the empathy when we needed supplies and food from the host nation that was our colonial power? When we were the co- colonial entity... Of England, of white Britain, of the the great British Empire, as they say, where was that empathy? Mm. Where was the empathy when African countries were being torn apart by France, by mm. Portugal, okay, by mm. the United Kingdom, by by America? Oh, that was the UK as well at the same time. Now, let me ask you, where was the empathy then? You're asking me to have empathy. I would say it doesn't matter. The point is, just because they are not giving us empathy doesn't mean that we don't... What's the difference between them and us then? There's no difference. How can we argue... Yeah, but with man doesn't need exactly to give you empathy. Thing? I've got a British passport. Why do I need to give you empathy? I'm as British as you. Okay, my roots You're not as Asia. British as them. You're not, because you're not white. You're not, you know, you don't have that. What makes you qualified to be British? Not because, not by the skin color. And this is the, this is the, this is the real issue here, isn't it? The real issue is race again. And it's deep rooted in our society and we're never going to get rid of it. But that's you can never be completely British because you will always have, have sympathy for a second country and that is yeah. Bangladesh. Whereas white no, people no, don't no. have that. They we'll only we'll... have sympathy for their country. That's, there's a massive difference. You've divided your sympathy. You've divided your loyalty between two countries. Mm. Whereas no. white people have not done that. They are 100% white, English, British. You do not have that. Neither do I. Because that's what I'm And we'll never have sympathy for Britain. Let me tell you right why I won't have sympathy for Britain. is because I have never been made to feel like I am British. And, and, and yeah. until then, I will never have sympathy, empathy, any sort of attachment for Great Britain. Because the only, the only thing British about me is my passport. But even that's red. There you go. That's it. That's but then can I can I just say if if a white person would be listening to this would they not I, I know this are. is horrible I people have people have said this to me as well go why don't you go back and go why don't you go to another country I've had this said to me well, since I was a child let me tell you now let me 
let me tell you now I am on the verge I am on the verge of looking to relocate to another country so there you go my friend which country is that can I ask you which country is that it will be one of a few maybe Canada Singapore maybe uh, uh, Kuwait Qatar maybe one of those countries who knows anywhere other than here because look I have never been made to feel welcome. And especially, like, after, after what I witnessed yesterday, enough is enough. People you know, are going, people are out on the streets defending statues, for goodness sake. How did we get to this point? I'm just, I'm just been listening. Like, you know, a lot of people tell me I don't listen much. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm listening now, but let, uh, basically, I just want to say, I think, I think all of us are going to have different views. I think everyone's been... Uh, maybe raised differently. Everyone's come from different backgrounds, mm. and uh, and I, I can see where I can see where all of you lot are coming from. Mm. But to say uh, to fans, to, 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 you know, to say that you don't, did, did you say you you feel British? Did you say you feel British? Me? Yeah. Or did you no, say- I don't feel British. I don't feel. But let's look. When when people ask me these questions, you're asking the wrong person because I'm so like. I yeah, that's what that, that, that's what I'm saying. Everyone's gr- everyone's gonna look look. look, look I don't I'll have an identity, bro. I don't feel like my, I belong my, fr- my friends, my friends you at work. Not, you are not the wrong person to ask because we all feel that. I think a lot of us are confused. You, this really? is why people say British born confused. This it sounds cringeworthy. B B C D. British born confused. This I'm so I'm sure you guys have heard of this. Mm. So it's not that you keep I saying am. oh you're the wrong person to ask, but the way you feel, a lot of us feel. But, we yeah, but man will never pledge allegiance to anyone. We just don't come out. No, no, I think what, what I'm trying to say is all of us, all of us probably have different opinions because grew mm. up, like, for example, me, like, at school, I, I had a lot of, I, I had a lot of British white friends and uh, black friends or Bengalis, whatever. And even, even at work, I work in Milton Keynes. Now, Milton Keynes is quite multicultural. And um, a lot of my friends at work, they're white, but they've never, ever made me feel not welcome. Not saying that, you know, workplace racism doesn't take more well, banter doesn't take place or anything like that because it does happen and like you said a lot of people are covert covertly uh racist um but i i sort of understand what lubna's saying as in empathy in general we should have empathy for each other because what the people that are born in the last 30 40 years you know they're not responsible for what happened in the 40s um and we shouldn't we, sh- we shouldn't go against them and then Farhan, what you're saying about what happened yesterday, I, I, I don't, I don't think majority of Britain can be represented by far right movement or people like Tommy Robinson and his crew. Um, you see, this is the problem. Can I just say one? I think that's a false statement. But do you know what? Look, we've, got on, like Piers, we've got people like Piers Morgan who are saying that the statues being taken down are wrong. Now he's not necessarily far right, right? Because he takes. Um, Asian people's side many times. So, but but he's saying it's wrong. We've got Lord Sugar, for example. I'm gonna have to quote him because he's on my Twitter, right? So he's saying it's wrong as well. So the point is, it's not just the far right. Mm. It is people. It is celebrities. People in the public eye who don't see themselves as far right, mm. and they are saying it's wrong, and they have a following as well. So if they're normal people, and other white people can see these normal people are saying it's wrong, then they will see it as wrong. No, as well. I'm, look, I'm, look, this is this might be a little bit biased from my part, before, and I guess before you go into your bias. I just Subjective. want to say this for the record. Piers Morgan yeah. is the biggest closeted racist that has ever come along. But exactly. Hold on, hold on. Pause, pause, pause. This is the point that I want to make. Your argument that the majority of Britain is not racist 
I would have to disagree with that because from my experience from your everyday layman, you can see through it, bruv. This is what I'm talking about. Covert racism. Covert racism exists. Bias exists. I am a second class citizen to anyone who's white. But which one of us said that Britain is not racist? No, I'm not saying no one said Britain is racist. What I'm, what I'm saying is I'm, I can't have empathy for a group of people who look at me like I'm below them because my roots are from elsewhere. Now, I'll be honest with you. The majority of people that were there yesterday, I've probably, probably got better qualifications than them, a better career than them, uh, a better deductive reasoning than them. But yet I am seen as someone who is other. But is this can I just say, is this not an opportunity, the fact that whatever a lot of the history that happened 100 years ago, we're not really in that. We we have the opportunity of educating the millennials who are white, yeah. um, coming from a white background, to educate yeah. them so they don't make the same mistakes. As this is the argument the that I made. Um, did. Sorry, we, this is the argument. If we just fight, if we just move country, if we just argue, if we don't have empathy. If nah, fam, I've had enough, man. Them, I can't, I have I can't deal with it no I'm more. Sure we'll have this issue as well. How much more are you going to suck out of me? I can't do it no more. I can't give an- another inch of myself to this country because it's done nothing for me, even through this. No, lockdown, I would say that's very wrong. The chancellor let me down. The it's government a good let me country. Down. It is overall good country comparatively to other places that we could have been born. I uh, would I think say this I'm, I'm grateful I think the that I was born fucked. here. No, Sorry. I'm grateful that I was born yeah. here. I'm not saying, obviously, look, I've had probably the most racism experience out of all of you guys. Now, I don't know the no, racism that, that you guys have uh, experienced. I mean, I mean, I mean look, 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 I can't say no. What has the experience been? Lubna, 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 that's not what the discussion is. So you can't just come out and say, I've had the most racism against you. I was born in... Uh, I said I probably have. Hold on, hold on. Let us speak, Lubna, because you've you've said quite a lot. Let us speak now, okay? Like, bruv, I live in Essex now. Yeah, trust Do me, I, I was going to say that. out racism. Me and Farhan live in Essex. Bruv, Blitz lives up in Northamptonshire, yeah? I guarantee you racism is quite high. Yeah, 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 of course. But there you go. So you can't say that, oh yeah, because of this or because of that. Listen, you can't say that at all, all right? I said probably. I said probably because a lot of the people that I meet, I have experienced the most racism. That's why I said probably. I'm not saying factually. I said probably. But then I'm telling you, you can't say that. You can't even say probably I've had it. You can't even say that. Well, I have because that's no, but I can say that. But now you're judging me because I this is my experience. This is the experience that I've had. Have you had a pig's head put out on your car? Have you had a pig's head? Have you had a pig's head put on your car? Have you had a pig's head outside your house? What I'm trying to say is, okay, you don't know what I've been through. I'm not here to share my racist experience like that. Farhan ain't, Blitz ain't. So just because you face these kind of things doesn't mean we face so much. And you can't say that your racism is worse than what racism we faced. It's not right. The the underlying message is racism is racism. This is the message that I want to get across to you. And this is, I want to put everything into perspective through this analogy, right? Not even an analogy, but, when I step out of my door, I don't want to be behaving in a certain way because I'm scared that certain man will judge me. So when I'm walking down the street and I'm walking in a certain way or I'm looking a certain way, I shouldn't need to feel that way in order to feel validated. Because when I go to the post office to post a certain package and I'm with my pops, I'm with my mum, I shouldn't feel um, insecure or I shouldn't feel on edge about what they're going to do, what they're going to say, meaning my parents. Um, and how someone else is going to look at us because they're behaving in X, Y, Z kind of way. And the moment that happens, 
bruv, pack your suitcase, bye-bye. I can't do it, fam. How? How? How do you expect me to live in a country where I need to watch every single step that I make? Not, I mean, Can I just now, say, I don't care. Go playing on. devil's advocate, how is this a white person's problem? And I'm not white. I, I am Pakistani. And like you said, obviously, we've all experienced different experiences of, of racism and we're not here to share our experiences. Fine, yeah. fair enough. But how is this a white person's problem? This is a white how is how you're feeling a white person's the, problem? How is because how I'm majority, feeling? Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, the majority... Of, I mean, this isn't a, a white person problem per se, but the majority of um, sort of racial bias, discrimination, um, passive aggressiveness that I've received has been from the white community. Now, I, I know, but the point is, if we're going to overcome as this... Well, but the main community that affects the way that I live are the white people. I know, but if we're going to overcome this, there needs to be... Firstly, white people need to be educated in terms of what impact this mm. is ha- ha- having on us. I think mm. I've cut off. Hello? No, 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 I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, there's something weird happening on my computer. So I think the point is, again, I am obviously not white. So why would I say, how is this a white person problem? I'm just being honest because you need to look at, if, you're, if we're going to win this thing, we need to look at it from the other person's perspective. How is this a white person's problem? Why would they care whether, how we're feeling and how we're not, right? I'm trying to sort this out. I'm not, I can sit here and say, oh, this is wrong and pull the statues down and do this and that, blah, blah, blah. But how is this going to solve anything? I am more interested in solutions. And, mm. and I think unless we have empathy, we're not going to mm. understand how the white person mm. thinks. If we don't understand how they think, we can't, we can't win them over. There's no incentive for them to really change anything. There is there. How we feel is nothing to do with, they're not, it's like how they feel has nothing to do with me. We need to, we need to is, understand things from the other person's perspective as well. Is this something where we can make a change? Can racism be um, defeated? Are we able to see a system, a country, a nation, a community where racism doesn't exist? I personally don't think so. I don't think we can. We will ever see in our lifetimes or anyone else's lifetime a period of time where racism doesn't exist. So I go back to my question. Is covert racism better than overt racism? Yes, I think covert, you know, covert racism is basically waiting for the opportunity to become over. That's what it is. Just waiting on the sidelines. And then once you see everyone else coming out, that's when you come out. That's what covert racism is. So, so what you're saying is we're going to be going around in a circle forever and there's nothing really we can do about it. I, I mean, we could do as much as we can to try. I'm not saying we can't do anything. We can obviously protest. Um, if it needs to get violent, it can get violent. Obviously, I'm not saying looting. Looting is the last thing. Uh, and looting and rioting, but if shit needs to happen between us and the police or whoever, mm. this shit's got to happen. See, I don't know where I stand from that sort of position because for me, violence perpetuates other things. Like the general public will witness it and the white people will witness it and they'll be like, look at these mongrels, look at these... Um, but, then, but then you'll get episodes like yesterday, you'll get episodes like yesterday yeah. where, you know... The war where the the hooligans came out and started yeah. beefing the police, and do you know what? It's, but that's it's, so dangerous for me. That's so dangerous for me because now they've got a mainstream media who's put them on the front page, and now people who are on the border, on the bridge, saying, mm, "I don't know how I feel about this situation." They'll see that and they'll be like, "You know what? Yeah, I think they're doing the right thing." <laughs> Wait, do you know what? I don't know. For me, I feel like if I answer the question that you said. <laughs> I think racism just ain't going to end, bro. Like, they'll mm. find a way to put us down each mm. and every way, bro. But mm. we will do our best to fight it. The fight never stops. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. 
that's what it is. So, all right, this has been a really insightful conversation. Lubna, I know you need to go soon, so we're going to wrap up soon. Um, if you do need to go at any time, you're more than welcome to just obviously say bye to us. Um, but I do want to move on to quarantine uh, very, very quickly and, you know, not spend as much time as possible. By the way, the conversation has been fucking amazing. So well done to you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say well done. That's a bit... It's a bit mad to say well done, isn't it? It feel, makes you feel like a little boy. Um, thank you for the conversation. It's been really, really insightful. I think this has been one of the best episodes that we've recorded. Um, Can I just yeah. say, at this and, point, before you start the next topic, I'm going to yeah. have to drop off. That's um, fine, that's fine. Childcare yeah. issues, unfortunately. I would have loved to stay. But thank you yeah. so much for having me. It was really yeah. insightful. And um, I appreciate all of your comments. and, and um, Yeah. Lubna, thank you very much, because you've made a lot of effort to come to the show. And um, I know we've been back and forth for when you can come on and whatnot. But, Thank you very much. Your um, your sort of comments, messages, and everything that you've said have been has been amazing. I hope one day that we can uh, meet up for a coffee or whatever. Um, and sure. yeah, I hope to obviously see you soon sometime. Thank you so much. Thank nice you. Thanks. Uh, nice, nice, Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks. Nice Bye. Bye, Lubna. And apologies. Apologies if I um if if my no, don't be silly. You don't need to hear that. Being honest and direct. You ain't got to apologize for being no. honest. That's right, the last thing. That's the last thing. Yeah, that's long. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, bye, Lubna. Okay. Bye. Sick. Right, so, and then there was free. Um, You've got me for 20 minutes. <laughs> all right, cool, yeah. So we'll wrap up, we'll wrap up, no worries. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about lockdown really, really quickly. We're seeing the end of lockdown um, coming into place and certain countries are starting their phase one of reopening. So New Zealand recorded zero cases for the first time in their countries. Mm. Uh, I was going to say history, but it's been a very short history. Um, New York began phase one opening and I want to know what society is going to be like after post-COVID-19. What do we think is going to happen? Because, I mean, we saw yesterday people are, you know, acting like coronavirus isn't around. Um, but is that, is that what's going to happen after coronavirus passes? Because a lot of people are saying how size is going to change forever. People are going to get too many Yeah, like even, even I was reading something this morning um, with, with the Chancellor. They were trying to, they were trying to go, well, the government's going to go against this what the scientists are saying now, because obviously there's talk about a two-meter ruling and mm. two-meter distancing, how they're going to keep up with it, how is shops going to restaurants and mm. things going to keep up with it. I think they're going to scrap it, man. You got to understand. You, you, did, did they actually say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're going to scrap it. They're going to scrap it. You got, you got, you got, you got to think, right? Imagine, imagine being on lockdown for this long and um, mm. how much is yeah. the economy and how much it's it, 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 for, for, for Britain, for the government, the economy is getting affected. Schools are not, you know, students are not being educated. You got to think about all them, the hospitality business, the restaurants, the pubs. How much, how much money it makes the economy? Yeah, it's it's, it's taken. It's taken. I think. I think what it is. No, no. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I, I thought because I thought, you went silent. I think my laptop. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, because you know I go silent for a second to think about something. Else. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. That's all right. Go on. <laughs> no, go on, go on. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was just saying that. Um, uh, we we said about yeah uh, you know people people forgetting about it. I don't think people are gonna forget about. It. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna affect us for mm. um, mentally maybe. But I think as in out and about seeing it, yeah, maybe in the first few months, mm. but it's gonna be a little bit different. But yeah. then later on, I think things will start easing, and you know everything will. Yeah. Be, the only things that will affect us is we're gonna see hikes in interest rates. We're gonna see hikes in. Oh. Yeah. Everything that's gone down, it's going to go back back up again because they've got to recoup that money, right? All the yeah. money they gave to businesses, all the money they gave to uh, individuals, you know, all the people that went on to working tax credit. I think, I think all of that, yeah, you know, 
that change we're going to see is going to be like how it was after the recession. You know, when people yeah. start going up, it's, 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 you know, that, that's going to happen. I think yeah, we're going to see unemployment rise even higher than expected. Mm. I think we're going to see... Um, we're going to see people struggling, man. That'll be real for like a solid year or so. You're going to see a lot of people that aren't in their normal jobs, lose their jobs and they have to go into something else. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be a struggle for everyone. Like, look, how many people are now on universal credit? Loads. Mm. Loads of people. And it is what it is. And um, I think we're not going to go back to normality just as yet. It will take at least a year or so or whatever, but we'll get back to normal you know, but it's just going to take longer than we expect it to take. And I think Blitz, you're right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the amount, of, the amount of people that were in lockdown and like, they just want to get back to their normal lives. People are getting frustrated. Like you're seeing MPs and politicians breaking the rules as well. And we forget that they're human as well, that these guys, they miss their social life as well, just as well as we do. So I think, um, do you know what as well? I think they're playing this. They're, they're playing to what they always originally wanted, which is herd community, which is why they're yeah. going to scrap the lockdown. Let, let's be real with ourselves. Yeah. The lockdown that was a lockdown wasn't a lockdown. Do you get know what I'm saying? It was yeah. not like there was what kind of social distancing measures did we have? Uh, he allowed everyone to go out for one jog a day. I'm telling you, I went on, I went on maybe two, three jogs a day just to yeah, go to the me. shop, just to go no, to the corner jogs. shop, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was so bored at home, I needed to go and get something, a Red Bull or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Just it wasn't as strict in other countries. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. You seeing what happened in like even other cities like Milan, and you know yeah, where, yeah. where it was where it peaked at, and uh, yeah, I felt like it wasn't a strong lockdown to be yeah. fair. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So, do you know what? So, but before you carry on, sorry, bro. I think do you know what we should have done. Go on. This is me and my mate were talking about this and he even suggested this as well was that we should have shut down every single flight or anything that's coming in. Yeah. We should have done that for the first three months and the only thing Britain would have to worry about was bailing out the aviation industry. That's it. Mm. Yeah, you that's true. You make a good point there. Um, so, so the UK basically struggled to enforce quarantine rules and... Essentially, in the future, what we're going to see is the biggest recession the country's ever seen. And I think, personally, that that is going to be the introduction to what we will later see as permanent social behavior, social change in behavior. So people think now, you know, we're we're staying two meters apart, we'll be hypersensitive about our hygiene. I don't think think that's going to last long. I think what's going to happen is the... um, the recession is going to hit so hard that people will then develop certain behavioral traits that will continue on for a very, very long time. Mm. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays, uh, how that, how that comes to play. How, how's that, how's, um, uh, quarantine affected you guys in your day to day lives? Let's go first. Uh, yeah, so obviously um, college is closed, so we have to do online teaching, um, yeah. communicating with students online. Sometimes technology doesn't work or, you know, you can't really control what students actually engage and stuff like that. So teaching has been quite difficult. Um, mm. In the evening, obviously, because having, having a takeaway, takeaway has still been open. Um, mm. So, you know, that's been all right. But yeah, generally my, my day-to-day job, like my job's been difficult to do. Um, mm. But I think 
Well, because uh, there was a period, there was a period with like a week and a half, two weeks I had off the takeaway and I was at home and I was doing more stuff with my mum. I was spending more time and, and you know, you spend more time with your family and I was cooking more and I was doing these things and I was like, wow, this is actually all right. Like, yeah. chilling with, like, you know, we all live busy lives, right? Everyone lives a busy life and sometimes you feel like, you know what, you just want to sit there with your mum or yeah. your family members and, you know, you, you know, you want to spend that more time. I, I, I think, you know, I had nice times as well. I think, quite frustrating at times but it's been cool it's been good at times as well yeah no for me as well I've um, I've actually enjoyed it I'll be real um, so first of all I've saved money <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah 100% no eating out like I learned uh, I bought new games on PS4 like, like I said I've got uh, championship championship rings on NBA. I'm as good as Michael Jordan now. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I scored 108 points in an NBA game, so I beat Will Chamberlain. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> I've, enjoy- I've enjoyed it, bro. Do you know what? Just being at Yard, um, and I-, I saw Ramadan as a blessing in disguise as well. Yeah, 100%. at Yard. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm craving for the mosque. I am craving for the mosque. Yeah. But I found spirituality in my own home uh, with my parents. You know, all of us, me, my brother, my mom, and my sister all in congregation in our own yard. You know what I'm saying? That's blessings mm. on blessings, man, honestly. Um, so I think for me, it's been a lot about just chilling with the family, uh, family getting on my nerves at the same time. It's not been perfect, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I've enjoyed it because obviously, I've, I, obviously I did exaggerate saying I've been out for two, three jogs, but majority of the time I've been mm. at yard. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, no, man. It's been mad. This has been a really, really good um, uh, show today. I want to thank you guys for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having us, man. No, thank you for having me, bro. No, it's been a pleasure, man. Honestly, it's been a pleasure. Um, When we started this show, we didn't think that we'd be able to reach out to um, people like you guys with a platform and who have such diverse views and opinions. So, And this has proven it. This has shown that. Um, So thank you very much for joining us. Before we go, do you guys want to tell us what you've got going on? Um, in your lives, what you might be working on, any projects, anything you want people to uh, go show you support on, if you know that. Let's, you want to go first again? Uh, to be fair, I'll, I'll be honest with you, when it comes to the whole social media and stuff like that, I've sort of like calmed down on that. I always call myself yeah. a comedian, but recently I've seen what's been happening in Yemen. So I want to do something, man, yeah. where I can't do an event or anything like that. I'm just going to start mm. really, mm. you know, everybody listening that works with a charity, I want to work with a charity and, um, raise some money for Yemen make sure you get me involved yeah whatever yeah, you're yeah, bro, doing that's, 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 hold, that's, uh, that's, that's my involved. next thing where I want to do something yeah. for Yemen uh, yeah now the blitz you saying it as well bro it was mad because last night I was reading about Yemen as well bro and mm-hmm. it's just honestly because we're in Ramadan I was re- I was um, raising charity for the Rohingya crisis mm-hmm. in Bangladesh um, so, bro, if you got something going on, give me a shout. Let me know. I'm down to help because yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plan it. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, but me personally as well. In terms of projects, I've just like Blitz. I've calmed down on social media, man. It's just honestly, mm. you see who's fake, you see who's real, man. And yeah. <laughs> we could have another hour conversation about social media. <laughs> no, there's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I've just you know what? I don't want to be mixed into that. Yeah, same, man. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. That's a lot of time. For me, all up, I'm all up. For me, it's all about filmmaking, uh, just like making short yeah. films with my boys and yeah. um, writing. I've been doing a lot of writing as well. I know it's, I said I, all I did was play games, but I've been doing yeah. a lot of writing. Yeah. I created a story, created some short films. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been doing, but mainly yeah. the charity thing as well, because where I've had time to, 
been doing what I can for charity where, where I could raise and obviously, yeah. So that's what I've been mainly up to in quarantine, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny you should say that because I, um, uh, I used to work on a lot of video work as well, a lot of videography and stuff. So maybe we can oh. do a little little cameo, a little something-something, you know? Yeah, we um, can do that. Definitely, bro. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, brilliant. All right, cool, man. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on once again. It's been a real, real pleasure. It's been a real insight as well. Um, I hope you guys, our listeners, have enjoyed it. Um, if you have, why don't you go and give us a little five-star review? You know, it doesn't, doesn't hurt you. I'm sure it doesn't. You won't get it won't, it won't um, break the bank. Um, <laughs> you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other mainstream um, podcast streaming site. Uh, yeah, check us out. We're also on Twitter, um, Instagram, and Facebook at The Tomato Podcast. We'll be back next week for episode um, 50. Is it 50 next week? Flipping hell. And we've got another guest lined up. And I don't want to say his name because I don't want to jinx it. But I feel like I need to, to put pressure on him so he actually shows hmm, what to do. Um, yeah, Atif yeah. Nawaz, please make sure that you're <laughs> on the show next week. Please. Oh, no. I've said your name now. Please. I've emailed him. I emailed him like a couple weeks ago and he said, yeah, cool. Then he was busy and then he responded saying, yeah, he'll be on next week. So, yeah, I've said it, mate. You've got to be on next week now. Um, again, yeah, thank you very much for all the love and support that you guys have been giving us. And we'll see you Love-ball. guys next week. Appreciate much. it, bro. Love. Take care, guys. Take care, Wes. Yeah, Take man. care. Yeah, man. Take, Take care, care. Love.